0: Hey everyone, welcome to the 2021 Going in Circles Breeders' Cup Preview. Barry Spears, the sniper, will be with us here on the other side of the break. Uh, we also have Jeff from Charting Horse Values, uh, who's going to be giving us uh, some of his insights and how he how sees some of the races. Um, we're going to try to get through both of the cards as as rapidly as we can, Um not trying to make this like the uh, Ken Burns documentary of, on baseball, which took three weeks to, to watch. Uh, we have, as usual, our format is not to make picks, not to suggest bets. Um, we're an informative podcast, and uh, we're also free. So, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the Going In Circles Big Monday show Which obviously you are You should also sign up For the Going In Circles Digest It's kind of a weekly I won't say it's a weekly But it's kind of a weekly uh, newsletter That we put out And we cover all kinds of topics We write stories, we talk about industry issues We do some stakes previews All kinds of different things um, If we find a Interesting old video on YouTube, we'll post that. We've done restaurant reviews, all kinds of different stuff. And best of all, it's free. All you have to do is go to goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and put your email address in there, and uh, we will um, send you the link as soon as it's posted. So go ahead, check it out, goingincirclesdigest.com dot com. Again, thank you for listening, Mr. Spears,
1: Mr. Breeders Cup himself, Chuck Simon, Pet
0: Detective. It's nice to hear your voice again here, just a few days oh. after the the big oh, Monday show. Been a long time, you know. We're doing the big uh, the big Wednesday. Huge Wednesday. Or Wild Wednesday? Can we do that? W W W-W-F. W F Wicked. Wicked Wednesday. W- wild Wicked Wednesday fun. Nah, no fun. It's never fun. <sighs> well, I've I've managed to I've managed to lose my PPs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sir, those are gold until Friday. Uh,
1: you don't, yeah. To, I mean, we all know these horses except for that one from Japan, but other than
0: that, well, the PPs really don't help much with the ones from Japan. No,
1: not at all. It's just it was like I love the comment on Jasper. Great, it says easily.
0: <laughs> it was Jeff is here. Jeff, uh, how are you? Good, Charles. How are you doing? I'm um, good. Barry's here. Jeff, this is Jeff from Charting Horse Values. Um, we've had him on the show before, and uh, happy to have him on to uh,
2: to get his uh, his view on the on the Breeders' Cup races. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, nice to meet you, Barry. All right, Jazzy Jeff. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. I've been working hard today, uh, get all my handicapping done. I still got a little bit left to do, but. Um gonna be a great, great weekend of racing as always. I've been watching the Breeders' Cup since the late 80s. I've been yeah. watching day one. Yeah. Oh, day one. Even better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to say that <laughs> that
2: was an original. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I remember the first one like really well. Like, I, I, I can tell
1: to, you why bet on. Dude, I have it on, on VHS tape still. My parents uh, have it at their house. Wow.
0: VHS like
2: I remember that first one. I had so many good winners, but uh, the one that first one I bet on, sorry, which was my my favorite winner, though, of the day was Great Communicator.
0: (laughs) Great Communicator. Wire to Wire.
2: Race Beal. Yeah. Yeah. Wire to Wire. Race Beal, Local uh, California horse and uh, shipped out. I think it was Arlington Park. You know, now now is drifting away that track. But um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I didn't bet wild again on the first Breeders Cup.
1: No, I, I had Gate Dancer actually, and well, mind you, I was only eight at the time, so it was a mind bet. I, I in my mind, I bet Gate Dancer. <laughs> yeah, I had friends Valentine,
0: and got DQ. Yep, the first Breeders Cup DQ. Could you imagine now if it happens or there's DQ in a Breeders Cup? Oh my Cup? god, they throw like pumpkins on the on the P- track or something people will lose their damn minds. I don't have there been any others? <sighs> I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I think Lashkari got the DQ because he got a positive test in 1985. <laughs> then that got in in the in the court system for like 8 years, but uh Okay. Uh no, I, I don't I I can't recall another another Breeders' Cup takedown. I don't think there has been. I don't think, think there has been. Um anyways, while well, that first Breeders' Cup Way way back in 1984, did not have the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. As oh, a matter man. of fact, we, we, outside of like Atlantic City Race Course, like nobody had turf sprints in this country. But uh, but we have one here, and we have a full field of four, uh, of twelve, excuse me, um, which is plenty. Uh, you and, know, by the
2: way, back then there was only seven races. Yeah, and, and now there's fourteen.
0: Yeah, it was funny because the Breeders' Cup said, you know, 14 championships. I'm like, well, we really don't have a juvenile turf sprint champion. and We really don't have a dirt mile champion. As a matter of fact, we don't even have a turf mile champion.
2: But, um, you know. it's Turf mile makes sense, though. But I agree with you on this race in particular and especially that dirt mile. But maybe I'll rant about that later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this is an interesting race. It's, ju- it's not even a grade one. It's a Grade Two uh, Breeders' Cup race.
1: Yeah,
0: bizarre, yeah. but <laughs> it's a little weird.
2: Yeah, it probably. But for be. our purposes, it's a it's a good betting race. <laughs> Absolutely, it is, it is that. It is a very good betting race. Uh, what, well, Jeff? You're the new guy. We're letting you yeah. go first here. Go on okay. and,
0: and uh, give us your your opinion on the race and and you know any anything that you think that. Uh, you know sticks out to you doesn't stick out to you horse you like you don't like uh or you
2: know or any any kind of interesting tidbit you might have on the race well first of all um i think historically the winner of this race is on or very close to the lead uh it's a five fur long one turn race with a short stretch um you know the horses that are on the lead are very tough to run down and if you do try to come from out of it, you better go inside out at the top of the stretch. I, if you try swinging four or five wide around this field, I don't think you're going to get there. Um, that's the, my first just general opinion on the race. And as far as like, I mean, so I'm looking hard. I, I kind of like a couple long shots in here. Um, and one of the horses I like a lot is this uh, Go Bears Go. Mm -hmm. Um, and go bears go, uh, ran kind of poorly in his last race, but that was at seven furlongs. Now he's going to get, uh, the cut back to five gets blinkers on, gets Johnny V up. And this horse goes to the lead. I mean, if you look at some of the running comments, the horse definitely goes to the lead and yeah, there's going to be pressure up there from the eight, uh, from the 12, lots of pressure from lots of pace here but this horse might get um, a trip uh, on or near the lead. That's one of the horses I like. All right. Yeah. Go, go bears goes to three horse. David uh,
0: lock. And is the trainer. I am not really all that familiar with him. Uh, like you said, Johnny V starts off at, at 15 to one. Uh, and like you said, he, he's got good form outside of that last race does add blinkers. Um, like, I guess the one thing about the Europeans, especially in the sprint races, is, is the break in that they just don't break as sharp as our horses usually do. And I did see that. Um, I saw a video of Twilight Jet, the one horse breaking from the gate. OK, and he did break real sharp, uh, kind of like an American horse. And he has shown some speed. And, and amazingly <laughs> enough, this is his 11th start he has more starts lifetime than maxfield does maxfield's run for three years <laughs> um he's also owned by michael ibron so if he wins we're gonna get uh Party. Quite a show in in the you know i don't know if ibron will take his pants off or something in the winner's circle but it's uh always interesting when when uh, when when mike's involved but uh yeah you know, they think this horse is gonna be on the lead believe it or not i, I don't know if he's fast enough to get there and post one, he really doesn't have any other choice, right? I mean, he's got to send from there.
2: That's the other long shot I liked. One in the three; those are my two long shots. And you know, great post draws. Both of them get phenomenal post draws. You could. You, there's nothing wrong with betting on both to win. They're both fifteen to one. Who's your Who's your third long shot? I don't have a third long shot. <laughs> those, are just, those are just
0: the two. <laughs> okay, Barry, uh, what What do you got here? Well.
1: You know, I, I actually um, analyzed this race with uh, Gino B the other day. Okay, and uh, Go Bears Go is definitely on my radar, and and it's for slightly different reasons. I I think a um, I think that the firm going is going to be very very helpful for this horse. Yeah, um, and also the jockey. Um, I I don't think that that horse is going to be on the lead i don't actually want the horse to be on the lead you know ideally um but definitely going to be forwardly placed and and, and i think johnny v is the perfect guy to ride that horse on uh friday um <clears throat> he has he, he's gotten some pretty decent trips i looked at, at, at a couple of those races back in uh june and you know th- this horse can finish too um, the last one, I, I'm, I'm not sure what was going on. You could put a line through that one. That horse, Dubai, Dubai Legend, is is run later on, I think on Saturday. Yeah. Um, who's a pretty decent horse. So it's not like he he ran terrible against a bunch of slouches or something. But he wasn't my top pick. <clears throat> my top pick is the 11, Derry Name. Um, I I think this horse is just ripe for a great trip here um all the speed to his inside other than 12 who may or may not be fast enough to get in front of him uh her i should say but i, I like the horse's last race and, and seeming to be on the on the upswing with this horse out of the clement barn um he does very well with with turf sprinters in general I think Rizarra is gonna get this horse placed in the right spot, stalking, pouncing, get the first run
0: and finish this race. Yeah, it does look like there's going to be speed in there. I mean, Averly Jane is the morning line favorite for Wesley Ward. It's a Philly against Colts, but it really doesn't make much difference at this distance at this age. Uh she has done nothing but 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 you know, flash speed in, in her races. Uh she made her turf debut at at Keenan in the last race at four to five and and um, I bet against her, and she just absolutely galloped. <clears throat> I mean, she looked like uh, of all she, time, she never looked like a loser in that race. But no. you know, you have one timer with ET Baird outside of her, and ET does not get a lot of shots at Breeders' Cup races, and there's no doubt that, that he is going to be sending out of there. And um, like Craig's uh, time form. USA Pace figures doesn't have time to party fast enough to keep up with those two. But I mean, the yeah, horse did break enough. poorly last time and, uh, you know, showed a little bit of a new dimension. But um, I don't think that one's going to be too far out of it. And run and Curtis run to 12, uh, Maker's horse that Barry mentioned, you know, he, he's shown speed all his starts. He, he adds blinkers as well. So it's hard to believe that, that they won't be sending out there. So, I mean, there certainly is going to be a rapid pace in this race. And um you know some somebody that might just be you know not not someone that's going to be laying 11th but sure. someone that's laying off the pace that can make a move at the quarter pole um get get lucky find a hole maybe can outfinish him uh, i don't know i mean to me it's it's a price race too you don't want to take a short price and um i know armor i kind of looked at armor a little bit the only thing I, I worry about armor is that he has had a couple races where he he didn't really keep up early and you know you can get away with that in england but it's tough to do that here so
1: yeah I, the the other horse that you know would round out a try if you're into that sort of thing for me would be the 5 hierarchy i think that horse is, is is actually kind of rounding into form had had some good races both races on the on the turf um were very good um if you if you just kind of put a line through both those synthetic efforts which weren't bad at all um, but
0: this horse is on the upswing too. And I, yeah. I, I like that horse. You know, uh, I, I did look at his last race and and if you see the comment dwelt, <laughs> So that's the one thing I worry about with these horses is that if he right. doesn't if get he, it, if he doesn't, if he walks out of the gate here, he's not rushing to the lead at the half mile pole, you know, here that, that doesn't, you know, th- they'll be gone. So but but you know what, like you said, he's run twice on the turf. They're both really good races. He he's got a, a you know a great jockey. Murphy's a really, you know, he's a top jock. Hugo Palmer certainly knows what he's doing. And and uh, you know, we can't it, it's just to me it's a wide open race. So it yeah. um,
1: seems I, like I, it. Yeah. It's a good one to start this off, to be honest. <laughs> and I think um good old Jeff didn't like our picks because he just hung up on us.
0: Yeah, Jeff, we might have to. Re- <laughs> reconnect with Justin. Going the P.R.F.
1: route right now. <laughs> he,
0: he, he uh, he was um trying to figure out how to do this. Um, there it is. He uh is using his computer to uh do everything on my phone. If I lose my phone, I, I'd probably. I can I can tell you this. This is for sure. Here. And and, and I just wanted people to know that uh, we are uh, one of the four finalists for the People's Choice Awards for Podcasts. (laughs) Jeff's back.
2: I was listening to you guys the whole time and was talking, and I don't know what I did. Okay, so um, (laughs) my my apologies. I heard every word, and then all of a sudden, you guys were trying to talk to me, and I realized you couldn't hear a word I was saying.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we weren't just shunning you, uh... But, uh, you know, technical difficulties are are, are one of our, uh, put it this way, we're not one of the four choices for the People's Choice Awards uh, for podcasts because of our technical uh, wizardry.
2: I I beg to differ. (laughs) So I I did want to make a couple comments on horses you guys mentioned. Sure. On Dairy Nain, I'm not trying to talk you off anything. First of all, Levin is a little bit of a a rough draw. But – I don't think Clement's ever won a Breeders' Cup race. He has not. Uh, yeah. So concerns me a little bit. I know he's a great trainer and he's great on the turf and all that. But uh, he's never won a Breeders' Cup race. And then one-timer, uh, definitely going to be one of those horses running hard early. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that like that one-timer. I mean, mainly I, I, I didn't look at one-timer mainly because of his odds. I'm just not going to take a short price in this field. But um, I'll be honest, Jeff. I don't think you're going to get four to one on that horse. I, I, I no, thought
0: that I, was a very odd morning line. I, I really thought he was going to be eight to one. That's what I thought. Right. And I think Twilight Gleaming is probably going to be
1: the favorite. Yeah. First, be. Uh,
0: I think Averly Jane is going to be the favorite. Yeah. They, no they, people love undefeated horses, they love betting undefeated horses. That that'll be nuts if she's favorite. I think she's going to be the favorite. I mean, she's exactly. been the favorite every race. Of her, of you her might career. be right.
1: I mean, I, I don't doubt it. But I mean, but, Twilight Gleaming has at least has credentials. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I was thinking that 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 horse would be favored over Averly Jane. I mean, if you look at Averly Jane's race on the grass, it was it it seemed more soft than it was good. But. Um, you got a, a, a so easy lead. It was just, it, it didn't, it, it wasn't impressive to me. And I know people would, are going to listen to this and be like, what are you talking about? But I, I just don't think it was that impressive. I, I, I want to see more. And, you know, if she beats me here at a short price, so be it. I, I just can't do it.
0: Well, I I, I think that the, we kind of come to a consensus that this is, a wide open race, and there's about seven horses that could win and and you wouldn't really say, well, that's a big surprise so true yeah, true um true. the next race is kind of the uh, antithesis of that race and <laughs> that uh uh this is the shortest <clears throat> excuse me the shortest uh juvenile you know two year old philly race that they've ever had by a long ways i believe uh six horse race is the the beaters cup juvenile Phillies in mile own 16th on the turf. Um, echo Zulu, who has just dominated in all of her starts is the four to five morning line favorite, uh, controversial. I guess not even that controversial, <laughs> uh, with a late rider change. Joel yeah. Rosario came open. I'm sure Ron Anderson called Asmussen said, you know, the guy that's riding your undefeated Philly is over like 92. And you don't want Joe Rosario to sit in, in the, in the room. Right. And Steve probably said, "You know what? You're right." And uh, you know they moved to Rosario, um, but I, I mean it's a pretty competitive race. Yep. In that, uh, to me, like Hidden Connection has run tremendous two starts in her. You know, in, in her two starts, she does have that that, that two turn start under her belt. Um, and Juju's Map has really run well in in all her starts, especially uh, her. her her two starts, um, you know, at, at a distance, um, you know, what do you guys, uh, you know, Barry, what, what, you know, what are you going to go here?
1: Well, I mean, it, it really this race depends upon one factor and one factor only. If Echo Zulu can get the dip, that's it. <laughs> if if you think that that horse can go the mile in the sixteenth, then all systems are go. If you don't you got options here. Um personally I think there's uh three other horses that could probably well four, four. I mean the only one that I, I don't think really merits a good chance is the one and I probably just put that horse in the winter circle but
0: um yeah, Desert Dawn's got a really
1: But the other ones uh you know, I could see situations where I any of them can win. It's it's not like, you know, uh Echo Zulu I mean, figures-wise, stands out, but those are one-turn races. Um, Hidden Connection's last race was very, very good. I, I watched it a couple of times last night and, you know, just drew off. I mean, that, that was pretty impressive. Um, there's a situation where Sequist could actually win. If, if, if Hidden Connection and Juju's Map and Echo Zulu kind of mix it up early, You know, it could open it up for a sequest or even Tarabi. So, you know, Tarabi is very interesting here to me. That's the horse I would probably end up playing. um, Only because I I, I like the way the horse handled the rising class. Went from maiden to to grade one and and actually ran better. I mean, entered behind the horse that's the favorite here. But I like that progression. And, you know, obviously they wanted to give her some time but her steady works in October have been pretty damn good. So I'm expecting a, you know, a, a top effort, whether it's good enough to win. I don't know, but I'll take my chances at 12. to
2: Jeff, what do you think? Six horse field and, uh, three short prices and very hard to differentiate. I'm probably not even going to bet the race, to be honest with you. Um, I have a very tough time. The six is a speed horse that's never gone two turns and it's a little bit of a, you know, there is reason, you know, when they're, when they're really speed horses like this and they've never had a raid even that's when I get concerned going two turns. Uh, and, and it's, I mean, I love Asmussen. He gets his uh, stock over to Del Mar, Santa Anita early. They've been training there for a while you can see all the works. Uh, this horse has had, you know, three works to Southern Cal Aquazulu. So I love how he does that. I think that really bodes well. I just don't like four to five on the horse. Definitely is strong. Um, probably not going to pay the play the race, uh, but I really don't have a great opinion. <laughs> and,
0: I think that there's one big factor in this race. To, to me, this this is a jockeys race. Yep. Because you have a huge favorite that's, that's stretching out <laughs> in distance and going two turns for the first time that drew outside of everyone. She's also gone forty-four and change, forty-five and change are all her races. So the fact of the matter is with Rosario, I can't see him even attempting to raid her. To me, he's gonna send and he's gonna go to the lead. And it's up to Juju's map or Hidden Connection um, to try to to track there. You know, Raylou Gutierrez is is a good jockey. He's really kind of shown himself this fall to be uh, a guy on the rise. But this is his first Breeders' Cup race. And Ferencero is a good jockey. But if there's one criticism of him, it's sometimes he lacks that aggressiveness that you like to see. And my question is, especially considering that, that Juju's map rated kind of off of a no-hoper last time in the Alcibiades when the, the run-happy Philly went to the lead and, you know, went 22 and changed around the corner, It just went nuts. And, you know, they just kind of ignored her, and, and Juju's map picked her up and just ran right on by her. Um, so I'm thinking in Giroux's head, he's thinking, well, I'm not going to get in a speed duel with Echo Zulu and set it up for Hidden Connection. I'm going to let her go, and I'm going to track her, and I'm going to try to keep hidden connection inside of me, because the other horses in the race, probably, I mean, Desert Dawn, the one, Sequist the three, those horses have have really no early speed, so they're going to be five, six, seven, eight lengths behind. Uh, Tarabi, it's kind of tough to say where exactly she'll be, but you'd think she would lay fourth behind the three horses that have shown uh, speed or tactical speed. So to me, like Echo Zulu has a chance possibly of wind up hitting the half of 47 and change because the other guys are wary of setting it up for the third party. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, like I said, Ray Ray Lou, this is his first shot on the big stage. And with a four to five shot lined up outside of him, that's gone, you know, that's gone 44 and change to the half. I just can't see the plan being, hey, let's press her from the start. And see what she's made of if, if Juju's rap wasn't in the race or vice versa. Maybe they say, Hey, let look, let's hook her, let's see if we can't, you know, wear her down. I, I just don't think that, that the fact is they're not going to try to get in a speed duel to set it up for someone else. So to yeah. me, it, it, it looks chalky. Um, yeah. I, I just predict that Echo Zulo is going to go to the half. A lot slower than than we might expect, considering that there are other pace horses in the race. Um, and I, I don't think based upon her pedigree, based upon watching her, there's any reason to believe that she can't get a mile on 16th.
2: I, I really don't think that that that's going to be an issue. True. Yeah. You got Gunrunner and Menifee. That horse is bred to go longer. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: honestly, to me, she's the most impressive two-year-old I've seen this year, and, and that
2: includes Jack Christopher, that includes
0: everyone else. And I, to me, she's a horse that um, has the ability to really use her speed because she goes fast, but she doesn't look like she's going fast. And I know that's kind of a, uh, a, an intangible thing to, to, to measure, right? We can't really say, well, she looks like she's going fast, or she looks like she's going slow. It's, it's a personal thing, but to me, she just looks like she's always well within herself this is natural speed like she's not sent out there she's just doing it so yeah you know like you, like jeff said i, I don't think uh, you know other than maybe um horizontal bets I, I i don't think i'll be making a bet in this race because i just don't <laughs> see like where there's any value at all but um it, it'll be an interesting tactical race but my prediction uh, is that echo zulu's got a, a length and a half two length lead as they turn down the backside Oh, then it's over.
2: If that, if that horse goes 47 and change, it's over. Um, yeah. So, but if that horse, the only way the horse loses is if he, if she gets floated a little wide into that first turn. But I, 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 I appreciate the comments you're making and I agree with you.
0: Anything else, Barry? Nope. Let's go to Robbie. All right. Let's move it on. Um, um it's funny little story. Uh, Cherie called me a couple couple weeks ago. Cherie, she she worked for me, Cherie. Uh, actually, her and Phil D'Amato both worked for me at the same time. Um, so, uh, of course, I root for the horses all the time. And, and she's like, all right, give me an opinion. You know, I know you'll give me an opinion. Should we run in the Breeders' Cup or, or not with this filly? I could keep her in Kentucky. And, my... and I was like, hey, listen, you know what? What do you think? If she's training good and it's going to be a short field, it's a two million dollar race. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's, a, it's it's kind of a, a quote unquote classic race, right? Breeders' Cup races uh, and, and like the Triple Crown races, they have a they should have some sort of special designation. But um, you know, her and her husband own a piece of the horse as well, so it's not just you know just the uh you know she has a Grade One placing, but you know a Breeders' Cup placing is that yeah, much is, better. Is different, and I said, remember one thing. Uh, AP Indy scratched the morning of the Kentucky Derby, and everybody forgets that. And yep. you know, God forbid, Echo Zulu scratches something comes up all of a sudden. You know, all the people that, that skipped out of there, like if Gamine scratches, they're all gonna be like, Holy shit, what do we do? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Can't like get that. back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and she she's told me that the horse is training really good, and uh, you know, like they're willing to take a shot, so they're there. Uh, I, I don't, you know, she's kind of bred a little bit not really to to go too much further than mile 16th but uh but i'll be rooting for that's for sure um all right the breeders Cup juvenile phillies turf which is a great one uh it's also a one mile race yeah which is so goofy this is another race that's um i looked at and and i was I, i came up with like I think seven or eight horses who <laughs> I could make a case for, and I, I do think with it being a fourteen-horse field, um, a couple of the the horses, the European horses that drew outside, really might be kind of um, I, I would downgrade them somewhat, uh, especially the, the the twelve and the thirteen, uh, and my man George Leonard you know, drew post 14 with California angel. She'll probably be trailing regardless of what post position she has. That's her style. But, uh, um, you know,
2: Jeff, w- what's your thoughts about, uh, about this, this race? Well, I first, you know, I first liked this pizza, pizza, Bianca. I love the name. Bobby Flay owns it. Uh, Bobby Flay bred the horse. Um, and, uh, so I guess he owns the dam. And, you know, but then Rosario doesn't stay on, you know. So, and Rosario jumps on this nine horse who, um, you know, hasn't gone farther than six and a half furlongs. Although going up that hill at Kentucky Downs, maybe that's more like seven furlongs. So you got to stretch that horse out. But Rosario chose that horse. Um, Horse coming in fresh. So I can't not use the nine. I have a tough time not using the one. And then my long shot you guys can make fun of this pick, but my long shot is this four, um, who looks like lone speed. I mean, I don't, I don't see a lot of speed in this race, and you know he did tire a little bit there in his last race, but uh, cuts back to a mile and should have its own way up there on front. So I'm kind of like a one four nine, and you know maybe take a stab with the four if uh, she can set a slow pace up there.
1: Barry. Well yeah, this was this was kind of an interesting one. Um I, I kind of took my time with this one last night. Uh you know, I I really looked hard at this horse cachet. Um watched all of all of her races and she's pretty damn good. I, I think she's just got you know, I think the, <laughs> this is gonna sound a little bizarre, but I think the rider switch to Luis Saez is, is probably the best thing going for this horse in a race like this i mean the the race that uh that she lost in september september 24th the hello you i i really don't know what the hell was going on i mean the horse went to the lead got taken back went back up and, and fought you know and, and ended up getting beat by a, a length and a half uh, but it's just, I don't know if it's the horse kind of green, not really, you know, running in spots, but this horse is very, very talented. I, I like this horse a lot here. Um, that's that's going to be my top pick. And then the other one was Bubble Rock. I, I think Bubble Rock is is just sitting on a, another good race, especially stretching out. Um, thinking that Turner Loose is probably going to set the table for Bubble Rock to, to, to come on fast. And I'd like to see Caché right up there um, you know, kind of stalking the pace, if not on the lead, but we'll see how that works out. But I, I, I just like those two horses in this race. I, I like bubble rocks last race in the matron. Um, she ran pretty damn good. I had her, I actually better every time she was, she ran, um, first time out, she ran very, very well. I actually thought she was going to win, but, um, got swooped up by lady Denae, but, uh, she, it, it was clear she, she she gained a lot out of that. So i um, I think there's a lot of upside with Bubble Rock.
0: Yeah, uh, it's interesting that uh, Jeff had, had pointed out Turner Loose looks like she's going to be loose on the lead, and that the one horse who seems like it's got enough early speed to, uh, to challenge Turner Loose is Fred Cox's other horse, Bubble Rock, coming out of the sprints, um, where where she's laying really you know really close this race is, to me is, is one of the races why, why i think that doing shows a couple days before and making selections and and saying what you're going to bet is just folly because i, I really believe that the prices are going to should dictate you know kind of how you look at this race and that so many of these fillies seem like they you could throw it a an umbrella over them and, and put seven or eight fillies in, in, depending on the trip, they might, you know, the results might be totally changed. You could run this race 50 times and come up with, you know, 47 different results. Uh, that said, I, I do like Pizza Bianca from the rail. I do like the fact that she's she's been able to close ground. Um, uh, you know, the only question for me is that, that she has run on uh, – Less than firm turf courses, her first two starts, and she's definitely going to have run on a firm turf course on uh Friday. Uh, Rosario not riding for his main man, Clement, um, was, was a surprise, but I, I believe that uh on the sheets, the Koala Princess has got a little bit higher numbers, and we saw a lot of Kentucky Downs horses, uh, a lot of horses that ran well at Kentucky Downs came back at Keeneland and ran really well. So, uh certainly the fitness angle with those horses is is something that they they, you know, seem like they get a little bit more out of. Uh consumer spending is one who I think might be sneaking up. You know, Chad kind of took the 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 quiet road with this one going to the Salima, uh but she she ran she really ran well and like when Carrasco produced her, she just like I mean, the comment is uh, burst, and, and and that's a really a, a good comment because the horse was just like moving uh, at a different speed than the rest of the field, and maybe she, you know, she was just better. She was two to five in the race, but she handled the the traffic, and uh, she gets Pratt. To me, she's just a horse that 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 fits here. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I wouldn't better at nine to two though. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's probably going to be a price for me.
1: Connections. I, I thought this morning line was a little off.
0: Yeah, that, that's the thing. I think some of the some of these races, and I don't envy the people that have to do morning lines for these type of races. I mean, doing a morning line on a regular basis isn't that easy. But this, I mean, it's really difficult to come up with. With, with accurate morning lines when you have horses coming from, you know, you have 12 horses or 13 horses in a race and and, and they're coming out of 10 different races and nine different tracks. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a great feel for anybody. I, I did think that uh, like Jeff Turner loose might be able to get loose in here and, and, and hold on for a share. I think she went a little too fast last time. Um, I didn't think, I don't think she needed to go quite as fast as, as she did. Uh, California angel. I, like I said, I, I hope George wins, but I mean, I, I had her last time at 17 to one and she's probably going to be about that price here, but this is, this is a, a, a lot, a lot tougher group than, than that. And, uh, you know, like I said, the 12 and 13, the European horses, I, I thought they were interesting, but they drew post 12 and 13 and, you know, unless they're 20 to one, I, I just, uh, I'm probably not that interested in them either. Yep. All right, moving on to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which used to be the 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 key race of, of uh the featured race of, of Breeders' Cup Friday, but they've changed it. Uh they mm-hmm. never really said anything about it, which was odd, <laughs> but uh it's now the ninth race of ten and it features uh kind of a East Co- an old fashioned East Coast, West Coast clash. Mm-hmm. Um with jack christopher exiting the now correctly timed champagne uh in, in a huge buyer number big sheet number uh facing off against uh how do you say it? corniche, corniche. Mm-hmm. for bob baffert who has kind of galloped in both starts uh you got post one you got post 12 uh interestingly enough the other two speed horses in the race are both bafferts so uh you know, neither of them are need to lead tights, but this is really—it's uh, interesting that this race does not have much pace in it. Uh, my question is: Does Baffert play the 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 game that they've played before, and does Barossa and Pinehurst wind up trying to to pin Jack Christopher in on the inside in the first turn? Did they try to get around? um him did i try to make things tight for him while cornish is out there winging on the lead i mean that's a question that i guess we're not going to get answered until they spring the latch but i mean that was the first thing i thought of when i looked at the pp's restraints <laughs> i was like man i wonder if Everett's going to run a tag team on, on jack christopher here
2: well i thought jack christopher's draw was perfect it's hard to first of course has tremendous ability tremendous intelligence, tremendous ability has looked super impressive and can do whatever he wants coming out of that rail. I, mean, I don't know what they can do to him. He just stays on the rail. And um, I would be much more, much more concerned if he was drawn slightly outside one of those horses. Like if he was drawn outside Pinehurst.
0: Oh yeah. They'd be, they'd be taking to the parking lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And Corniche was drawn inside, you know, then he would be handicapped. But I think, at the one hole, he just does what he's what he does. He's got plenty of speed. They're going to have to outrun him. And if they do, he'll just take back. I think he's a very talented horse.
0: My question is this, Jeff, is is if they do take back a little bit and Corniche goes out and clears. Because, you know, post-12, I don't see any other options for the 12. I mean, he's got to send that out of there, right? I mean, otherwise, he's going to be sitting 3 four, 4 three four five wide in that first turn, which which is far from ideal, so... If he sends out of there, does Jack Christopher kind of take back and try to does does Ortiz try to get outside of him, or does he just hold his position on the rail? I mean, if it was a turf race, he would we, we know what he would do, but in a dirt race, um you know the, does he does he give ground or you know and, and try to to come around or, or does he just sit on the inside?
2: It's a good question, and, and does
0: it matter I mean and does it matter?
2: Well, you know, I don't think uh, Corniche's last race was very fast, one forty-four and three, um, and didn't you know didn't show up that fast on the uh, on Thurograph, uh, which I checked. So, I mean, I I would just gallop. I would just let that horse gallop, and uh, you know, let Jack Christopher gallop, and then worry about running down Corniche at the top of the lane. But we'll see what happens. Barry, what do you th- what do you got here?
1: well I, i'm I'm partial to the home team here okay. meaning that i I think um Pinehurst is actually the horse to beat <laughs> okay and I, I I think jack Christopher like you said, is a very talented horse has all the goods, has all the hype, has everything but this i I personally I don't like the rail draw you know um because there's only one way he he can go. Now, the question mark is this horse inside of, or right outside of him, Jasper the Great. Nobody really knows how fast that horse really is. Um, I mean, you know, just conventional wisdom would tell you maybe he's not as quick, but he may be able to keep up. And that could be a problem because then you have Corniche coming from the way outside. He's definitely going to the lead. So there's, there's, opportunities here for for horses like pinehurst and command performance to kind of get into a pocket spot and kind of see what develops and try to finish i mean there's no guarantees here that jack christopher is going to just you know run them off their feet and nobody's going to touch um i think that there's a lot of um trips that could work out here for other horses um you know, just speed figure wise, I think, you know, the, the horse they have second here um, or third, I, I should say, command performance definitely should benefit from his last race. Another one, like I, I alluded to before, that went through the maiden, didn't win it, stepped up in, the, in a grade one and ran pretty decently, um, albeit it's, it was only a six horse field, but, you know, wasn't too far off in the whole race, you know, not, no, no further than six lengths at one point. Yeah. So I, I think that's an okay race here. I mean, I I'm not too keen on the horse, not winning, but good magic's basically done it. Yes. Yeah. Why, why couldn't this one? Um, but if, if you had to put a gun to my head and say, you know, you need to pick one, I, I'm playing Pinehurst.
2: Yeah. It's a good pick.
0: Uh, you know, speaking of the Japanese horse, that race, which was a mile and an eighth around a right handed turn, it, it wasn't just a maiden race, it was a maiden race for horses that had never started. So, they ran a mile and an eighth, two year old race for horses that never started on the dirt and got a 10 horse field. Um, they, caught, was interesting they, they, brought a brought, they brought a Japanese jockey over to ride, but it's not the Japanese rider no. who rode him over there right <laughs> uh, so i mean i don't know what to make of him um well that's I mean, what I mean. he's got an american pedigree i mean it's a shop again uh that was uh that was jerkins you know that was um mrs dupont that's that that's the family you know the, the, of hers and Arrogate, of course was um uh, you know Ergate Air, didn't really like delmar though that was the one thing i was thinking too is uh, i don't i don't know if there's anything to it that stallions progeny don't like the track is that their stallion, you know, their, their dad didn't like, but uh, well, he, he I, wasn't a big fan of that, but to I mean,
1: chaos, we need him to, to create some chaos and just get out there, you know like um, last year in the in the sprint where the where the Japanese horse just went to lead and nobody thought that was going
0: to happen, yeah, nobody had any idea he was going to be right. winging, but uh, to me the race uh, you, you know, like the horse I'm interested in here is command performance, I think he ran better last time than it looks yeah, I think he was further than six lengths behind. Um, I, I watched that replay a couple times. It looked like
1: he was further back. I,
0: I had I, I could I counted him being eight or nine lengths behind, and maybe that was between the calls, but uh, you know, he was wide and I thought he was eating into the the the, the lead of Jack Christopher, and, and it wasn't like uh Ortiz on Jack Christopher was just. Um, you know, lollygagging. He he was he was still riding them. I mean, it wasn't like he was easing up on him. And uh, the first time that horse ran, I was at Saratoga. Command Performance got absolutely wiped out coming out of the gate. And honestly, if the stewards are not going to take that horse down and wiped him out, the horse won the race. Uh, yeah. Don't wait up. If you're allowed to do that out of the gate, then they should never, ever, ever, ever disqualify a horse out of the gate because this horse literally got knocked like four past sideways. Into the into the rail, picked himself up, ran big, and and you know you look at his pedigrees at by Union Rags that have a top of merit that, that wanted to go long. So They're the better to me, the two turns is going to help him, um, and I, I just think that uh, I wish I was getting a better price on betting a maiden in a, in a in a race against a couple of really good horses, but um, again uh, we'll see what what price he is. He may drift up a little bit higher than. Than uh, than he is, Jack Christopher to me might wind up being like even money. I'm just feeling like that is going to be the case, and um, yeah, that's that would be you can't bet that.
1: (laughs) That's okay, we we got options. (laughs) Um,
0: So we'll just uh, we'll we'll go to we'll we'll just kind of to me it's another race. You really got to kind of see where the betting action goes and 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 see how the track's playing, and that's another factor we haven't really talked about. Um, but I I think it's important because uh, we've seen, uh, breeders cup races where, uh, run on a surface that, that wasn't the same surface as it was the previous day, meaning that it was usually a lot faster (laughs) and there's only a couple dirt races early in the card. Um, and I, I think they're all sprints. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that the the the, ter- or the, the races uh, see how fast it is, see how tight it is, see if there's any kind of bias towards it, and and that's of course something that that you know we can't tell you now because we don't know, but uh, it, it does matter, and and I mean if the first three dirt horses cruise wire to wire, well, then you know you got to take that in consideration too. Um, the final race of the day, which will be off of like. 8.30 at night <laughs> um, for us East Coasters. The British Cup Juvenile Turf, grade one race going a mile um, as well, and it also drew a 14-horse field. Yeah. I think that one of the bad things about the post position draw is that they do the morning line prior to that, and I would have a real hard time thinking that Dubai Legend would be 4-1 to one from post 14. Um... Uh, I just think that uh, that probably should have been adjusted. I cannot see him being four to one from, from that post. I, I just, uh, I cannot see that. Um, but this is a wide open race. I, I, I don't, uh, I, I think the true the Charlie Appleby horses will be the favorite and second choices. And I, and, and I might be wrong. Uh, Modern games, the one and Al Bahar, the two, but as much as he's dominated, I mean, he's winning 43% this year shipping over and the fact of the matter is that is actually a skewed number because I think he's got four seconds to his own wins, so <laughs> he's like ninety percent first or second. Um, that being said, this is you know th- these races are big fields, but he drew great. I mean, he drew the inside of the, both of these horses. He's got uh, William Buick and Frankie Dettori, two world class riders. He has horses yep. that are in form. And I, I mean to me the race starts and ends with, with the one and the two. Um Barry, what do, what do you got here?
1: Yeah, you, you, you said exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Um I, I I don't see too much past those two horses unless um you know someone like the eight kind of surprises uh, the Aiden O'Brien horse. I don't know how to say his name. Um
0: that's Gulf cool, Yeah, that one. The big G. Um, well, that that this will be his third race in four weeks. Yes. So he's but fit. He, fitness <laughs> should not be a question.
1: Yeah, no. he's, he's fit. Um,
0: but yeah, those two
1: look a little bit better than the rest of these. Um, I I was you know if if he had me pick one, um, I would definitely go with the two. Uh, alba mm-hmm. um, who's riding a uh, four win you know winning streak 1-1 one, one up in at Woodwine, where i didn't think he was actually kind of all out he drew away and he he, he did it pretty easily <laughs> he did he, he looked like a winner every step of that. yeah two. it wasn't it was never in doubt and i think he can duplicate that um i just hope he's not the favorite if he's second choice I, i'd be a lot happier but if he's if he's the favorite so be it i think he's the best horse I, I can't believe he's six to one morning line. I know. I, like you said, doing it ahead of time like that, that's where you get
0: these lines. And th- there's no way he's going to be six to one. I mean, if I'm making a line, he's closer to six to five than six to one. Right. <laughs> at least put him at two to one. And then,
1: you know, after the draw, if he draws bad, keep it at two to one or, you know, three to one. But from that post i mean that you really couldn't have got a better draw than that
2: no sir jeff what do you got here well i agree with you on both those two so i won't belabor that point um but and by the way both owned by Godolphin. yeah so i'm gonna say besides those two i like the three um size gets up back on board and i one of the things i like about this horse first of all um speed figure was really good coming out of that race. And that is with the Monmouth whip rules, you know, when they can't use the whip at all and that horse finished willingly and, and you know, one nice. And I know, I don't know. I know the whip rules are a little bit different in California, but they're, they are pretty strict on using the whip. I don't know what the jockeys are going to do or not do, but that horse won impressively without a whip and get size back on board. Um, so that those are the my top three, and then if I used a fourth one, maybe that four horse. But I like the inside draw for sure on all those horses.
0: You know, the one question I had with that horse coming out of that mammoth race, and I actually should have asked Craig this, but it doesn't seem possible that they went twenty one and two to the quarter. <laughs> that was my thinking, also. It just doesn't seem possible, no. and and the way this horse ran, he circled the field. Uh, you know, it, it certainly was a fast pace, but. I, I just have a real hard time believing he went twenty-one and two, 45 and two, and uh, he got a really, uh, he got a good uh, thoroughgraph number. I think he got a five, five, which yeah. is really, really, really good for for two-year-old turf horses. But the there is a question mark on that, as though we're not really sure about the time. But he he was also they had him a think listed four-wide both turns. Yeah. Um, so to me, he's he's a horse that's. I just I just question that that whole the the timing of the race and you know as we saw with Jack Christopher and we've talked about the timing issues I mean we've Ed I, I don't know what more I can do to insult some <laughs> some facilities about the timing issues like I don't know what more I can say you know that won't get me either sued or or having them send out you know guys in, in uh, with Billy clubs men in black <laughs> but you can see the difference in the Jack Christopher's buyers and his stereographs, everything jumped from being a pretty, you know, a really good horse to, like, the fastest horse. And that's my question with this one. And is it really, is that number legit? I I don't know. But
1: uh, it's the the Jack Christopher number. They put an article out in DRF explaining how he got the 102.
0: Um, That was adjusted up, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Because the time was was like four-fifths of a second slow, which is an embarrassment. New York has had a lot of trouble. For about two months now with their timing and it's it's something that needs to be addressed i mean it shouldn't be that hard to do time when, races one <sighs> you know there's a lot of technology out there yes uh, we we have the technology we you know we don't need steve austin to come and and figure this out right i mean <laughs> it, it just doesn't seem like it should be that difficult but uh, but it is um this all right, so so we're done with the first day. And uh as usual we're behind um time wise. <laughs> uh, I have to find you know, one of the problems with people who are like not technologically advanced like me is that sometimes I can download things and then I can't find it. And I don't know that I have. Man, folders. I know, but then I lose the folders. (laughs) Here's, here's. I, I got Kentucky Downs. I got, I got the Meadowlands. Always the Meadowlands. Um, I'm telling you, sometimes I. uh... Anyways. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to Saturday, which is also a late start. I think two thirty or three
1: o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. First Breeders' Cup race. Twelve forty Pacific time, sir. Oh
0: man, it's. Uh... Yeah. Well, you know. They don't consult us on these things, but Any, I, I like I like the daytime Breeders' Cup races a lot more than I do the the nighttime races. But I'm sure there's a reason they do it. All right, we're going to start off with uh, the first Breeders' Cup race of the day, and that is the um, the three o five is, is officially post time Eastern. <laughs> the 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 race that no one wanted to run into Philly's Mer Sprint, which is down down to five with the scratch of the two, who I won't try to pronounce her name. Uh basically this looks like to me a a match race between Gamine and Bella Sofia. Uh, I have prodded Rudy Rodriguez to to be to be aggressive. He's probably tired of me texting him. And um you know, to me, Gamine's beatable. I, we've talked about it for two months. She hasn't looked quite as good. She's drifted out in races, she's been wearing a bar shoe. Um but she's really good. And <laughs> that's the thing. And, and I, I was disappointed to see so many horses um, not run against her because I think that this year, uh, last year was the year that the ducker, I mean, last year she was just spectacular. And, and, and she was like tremendous in, in the Breeders' Cup sprint. I mean, she really was about as, as impressive a, a winner of a. I don't know that I've seen a Philly sprinter run as good as she did in that race. I mean, she was just like unbelievably great. But um you know, her her two races against real competition this year at Churchill and Saratoga, she won, but it was workmanlike and the times were good. I'm not it's not as though she was running, you know, 12s on the thoroughbreds and 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 75 buyers But I think she's beatable, and uh, you know we talked about this before. I was hoping Bella Sophia drew inside of her, not outside of her, because that would force their hand to have to send her. And Gamine has been drifting in races, and when with Bella Sophia on the inside, no one would be outside of Gamine to keep her from drifting, which would be put her at a disadvantage. With Bella Sophia outside of her, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this race, but I got to tell you. I'm, I'm probably betting against Gamine, and that's all there is to it. If wow. I lose, I lose.
2: Well, for me, it's another probable pass race. Um, I feel like Bella Sofia has to really pressure Gamine for her to lose, which she's capable of doing. But then I think they both lose, and then the um, four wins, CC. So... Um, that's sort of the way I see it. I think Gammy lays over the field, but if Bella Sophia is super aggressive it goes after Gammy, maybe maybe it sets up for CC, um, who could get a, a really good trip. That's, that's about as basic as I can tell you. Barry, Barry what do you got? Anything <laughs> I'm I'm all I'm all I'm all about Bella Sophia here. Okay. It doesn't
1: matter what she does. She is going to win this race. Um, I, I just think that it emptied the tank. There's there's nothing left there. And I could be wrong where, you know, she could just run laps around these five horses or four horses. Um, but I, I think Bellavia is just the now horse at the right time, in the right place, catching the right field. Five to two, not great. But, you know, I, I definitely would not Bet
0: gaming here at all ever. Okay. Yeah, I I gotta agree. I mean, listen, gaming wins; she wins, but uh, you know she's gonna be three to five or two to five. And uh, I've been I've been wanting to bet against her the whole the whole year. Bella Sophia has done nothing but trend up, and the lightly raced three year old with with a tremendous amount of speed. I I don't know. Like I said, I'm with Barry. I'm I'm taking a shot and and going there. Okay. Um, you know, unless there was some stupid odds, but I, I just don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. Um, the Breeders' Cup turf sprint is a race I will admit that I really have no clue, sure. um, and I, I just don't know what to do in this race.
1: <laughs> I know yeah.
0: this I won't bet Golden Pal because I always bet against Golden Pal and he always wins and not at a short price, and I always lose, but. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm not betting him either. What What do you
2: like, Jeff? I mean, do you have any any strong opinions in this race? Not really. I like probably a few horses, but um, I definitely like the local horse. Although I'm not a big fan of that jockey, but the the four um, and going to get a good trip, I think, in this race. But I'm kind of liking that too. Who I think uh, beat some really nice horses in these these recent Grade One races uh, he was running against, and again it's Kevin Ryan, and I think Kevin Ryan is the same trainer of Glass Slippers, isn't it? Yes, he is. So I feel I don't know. I feel like uh, Kevin Ryan is bringing this horse over. This is the re- This is the horse he thinks is really going to win. Um, so. I'm on. I, th- those are my two favorite ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, Glass Slippers was a horse last year who who I thought was overbet at ten to one, and he won anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was wanting longer than that, but um, you know she he, he did uh, she she did win. Um, but it's it's man I, I I don't know Barry what do you what do you got here man?
1: Well, um, the horse that I actually liked the most ended up getting the rough draw, which is a uh, extravagant kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that horse definitely needed the last race, ran pretty well, ran on behind golden Pal. was, was kind of closing the gap late. Um, you know, and it, it was less than firm as well, which may have not been the, the most ideal kind of situation for that horse. Um, and, you know, last year ran pretty good behind glass Slippers too. Um, a bang up fourth, um, again, on a less than firm ground. I think the firm ground is going to be better for that horse this year. Um, top class type individual. But I, I just can't put that horse on top from the 12th. So that leaves me to the horse that I did select and, and will probably bet pretty heavily is the six, a case of you. Mm hmm. Handled glass slippers twice this year. Um, actually, last two times out. Um, I, I just think this horse is is superior than than the rest of these horses. Uh, I mean, you know, unless Golden Pal can kind of duplicate what what he did kind of in the Skidmore and in the Norfolk in 2020, I don't think he 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 rates a big chance here. Um, glass slippers, you know, defending champ is always dangerous, but comes from out of it, which I'm not really fond of further back than, than a case of you will be, um, in the two is kind of a mystery here. I, I mean, the horse can clearly run and runs fast. Um, but somehow, you know, at least from the races that I watched, which would be the last, four um the one at Newmarket, you could just put a line through just didn't get a chance you got bumped at the start was a hundred to one on top of everything else and just didn't get going you know uh, carrying 132 pounds it was just everything was was up against that horse but after that one um you know kind of dropped in class and 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 ran a, a a really good race you know something to build upon and then jumped up in the grade one competition again and ran good um, I'm not sure that the, the firm ground is going to be the perfect thing for that horse. And that's why I chose the six over the two.
2: How do you make a, a conclusion on the ground? Because the six horse has been running on softer, heavy, yielding, soft, soft, you know, and at least, uh, at least the two is getting
1: good ground. Well, I mean, I guess my my ultimate determination was the horse is just flat out fast. I mean, you know, I I can see, you know, a case where the horse might not like it
0: and still win. Well, you know, we we talked about this last week. Um, One of the things that is difficult to to really know, um, (laughs) and they talk about the ground a lot more overseas than they do here, is that, the trainers know what kind of ground they're going to get at Delmar. Yep. And they know that it's going to be firmer. And the horses are sent here a lot of times. And and we used to get a lot of bombs because they just, horses just wanted firmer ground. And, you know, you don't know. Like, I, I think you can watch all the races you want in Europe. But the races here are different. And and a lot of the races, especially the sprints, are straightaway races. Mm-hmm. They're run, you know, they got Three quarters of the field goes to one side, the other, you know, and, and, and it's just, um, th- that's why I just, I'm always a little wary about the Europeans with decent form that are a lower price. I, I just would rather t- sometimes just take a shot with a, a bigger price thinking that, you know, this horse just wants firmer ground, but, and, you know, usually we find this out how they, they handle the ground after the race. So true. <laughs> uh, moving on to the big ass fans, Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Uh, otherwise known as the um, life is good and, and uh, Japanese horse show <laughs> what um, Barry w- w- like what are you gonna do with with life is good I know you're a, a, a you know a no chalk zone guy but uh, I mean he looks like he's gonna take a lot of beating in here uh, yeah uh, I, <laughs> if he's if he's four to five,
1: you know, that, that, that might be a gift. (laughs) I think he might be lower than that. Um, I I just don't see anybody that can run with him, especially if he gets away with a little bit slower fractions than he's used to. Um, And pretty much on his home court, I I, I just can't see anything beyond him. Um, Definitely going to try to fire bombs behind him, but I, the race goes through him. I mean, Silver State, I don't think is the same, is in the same zip code as, as Life is Good.
0: You know, I, I was thinking to myself, Life is Good is going to be a blinking light, right? Everybody assumes he's going to be on the lead. And then you look, and number four is Jasper Prince, who last year went 21 and 3, 44 and 3 in the Breeders' Cup sprint, um, outrunning the fastest sprinters. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why is he in here? Why isn't he in the sprint? You know, like, this, who's scary in the sprint outside of Jackie's Warrior? To, to like, why are they trying him two turns? It just seems odd. And, and I just wonder if if Jasper Prince might serve as unexpected company uh, or a prompter for, for Life is Good. And if that happens, if something crazy happens, like, I mean, doesn't that open the door maybe to 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 Silver State or Ginobili or one of these horses that that sits third or fourth? Um, I, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, right? But but uh...
1: no, I think I Irad sits chilly. Even if the if the horse pops the gate, you know, if uh, the the four Jasper Prince gets out there, I, I think he he sits chilly and just knows that horse isn't going to keep up,
2: right. That's yes, true. Ginobili is going to go too. Um, I don't think Ginobili has really any other options but to go. And that horse has gotten a lot better with the blinkers. So you have an, you have at least one other horse in there who can give Life as Good some company early.
1: I guess I, I mean you know with the blinkers on, he definitely showed more speed. But I,
0: I, <laughs> I well, I think I think the, the the real the word is 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 is. Uh, you said something you said can he can give him but will he right will will give him you know will drayden van dyke say hey i'm gonna duel with the four to five shot um early i I don't know i think he's gonna say hey this horse has won off the lead before he's won stalking he won kind of stalking even though he showed a lot of speed last time in the pat o'brien he's probably gonna say hey i'm gonna try to get up the the, you know life is good is gonna clear i'm gonna try to get that position to get first run right off of him but i mean i'm still wondering where those last two races came from i mean oh, if this was 25 it. years ago like <laughs> he they would have they would engage him but the, the jockeys just don't ride that way anymore even in these races they just don't ride that way anymore so um i just thought it was interesting that the, both japanese horses would be entered in this spot it, it was just uh, to me it was just a kind of an unusual um an, an unusual thing and then you know thankfully they're here otherwise we'd have another six rose rings was one of those races a, a winning your in race uh I don't know but uh I thought Jas- Jasper Prince hasn't been winning anything <laughs> and uh <laughs>
1: well, they they both won their last starts
0: yeah but uh, you know it's a, it's a its it's an it's an undersubscribed event anyways but <laughs> yeah so, yeah uh this is one of the best races coming up uh of the day the Breeders' Cup the Phillies, Mare's Turf it usually is one of the best races. Um I have a not a strong opinion but I like a horse in here and I want to hear what you guys uh, what you guys think of this field.
2: Go ahead Jeff. Okay. Well, um I think I don't I do not like um Adaria Hmm. Um, and first of all, I think that draw doesn't do the horse any favors. And I don't think the horse is coming into this race as well as he, as she was last year.
0: No. And Jeff, the, the start of this race is on the backside and there is very little run to that turn. So being post 12, even if you go take back, it's hard to not lose ground. At least one of the three turns. Yeah,
2: um, and then you got Love, who I guess was sick and didn't run in the in the Ark. Um, but Love makes obviously a ton of sense. I wouldn't argue with anybody who wants to take that horse. Ryan didn't and O'Brien, very good horse. Um, but I'm going to kind of root for the Japanese in this one. Uh, I'm going to go for this uh, Love Only You, who. I mean, look at these uh, look at these company lines and races he's been running in, and uh, won the Hong Kong race, three million dollar race. Uh, you know, was second in a, a, a grade two, which really sets him up well. <coughs> second off the layoff, um, and so I think the whole race really sets up well for this one. And this horse ran great, and in Dubai was only half going back of Mishrif. Um, So I'm leaning toward Love Only You.
0: Well, that's that's where I was going. Uh, Jay Bidas gave us that horse in Dubai. He said, He said, bet the horse. And, and I know they don't show odds, but I think the U.S. odds, uh, she was like seven or eight to one. Right? Yeah, it was eight to one. Yeah. And, uh, just, uh, we bet, the, I bet both Japanese horses, and that freaking John Goslin had to go and beat me. Um, but, uh, like you don't see a lot of F's in her in her in her, her PP. She doesn't race against Phillies very often. She races against the the top colts all, all over the place. Uh, she got beat by Sodashi last time, who's just been like taking J- Japan by storm. Uh, the the white horse, um, yeah. But I think Loves Only You is the one I, I'm going to be probably keen here. Yep. Uh, Warlike Goddess has has really been great this year, yeah. but. Horses like her with that style, it's in big fields at tracks like Delmar. You are you willing to take a short price three to one on her? I don't know. Uh, love, you talked about if this was if this race was run in the summertime, love would be six to five. She tailed off a little bit if you can call coming in third in grade one races tailing off, but um, (laughs) you know, she she was a little bit disappointing, and like you said, she 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 scratched out of the arc so. I don't exactly know what to make of that. Um I think uh the four horse Rough Jeer, I, I happened to watch her race in in the in the the French race she ran it last time. And um <laughs> she just made a she made a powerful move. The jock comes. Uh I, I always like when the jockey comes over. Um for the Europeans, I, I think it's a, 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 a. We just don't see that many Europeans in these races, the big races, the longer races, where the American riders ride winners for the for the European riders. Generally, the European riders on these big horses come and ride them, and, and when they do, I, I think that their their the record is probably a lot better. And I'm too lazy to look it up, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I just think that the Europeans have shown most of the year uh that they're better than than our horses on the grass especially this year yeah. and I, I know loves only isn't a european per se but uh um i mean she's kind of like the horse i'll be looking for and it's i thought it's it i mean the horse looks overmatched but i thought it was even interesting that, that they wound up with a uh south african horse in here <clears throat> um and i i do like uh the one thing about the South African horse, if you look at the comments, the guy makes great comments. <laughs> you know, I mean, track too fast, wait just told, too good here, fluent repeat here. I mean, this guy's uh reign supreme with with a with an exclamation point. <laughs> you know, class act. I mean, that's great. I love this guy. I don't know, I don't know who's making the comments there, but they're 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 pretty awesome, but uh, you know you you look down and she's racing in steak races down there with fifty six hundred dollar purse, ninety eight hundred dollar purse. No shot here, but I I just I just really wanted to talk about the, the the comments because they were really good. Um, moving on to the Breeders' Cup Sprint. I like uh, the three. Uh, Barry has been on this mission like- of.
1: Wait, um, you didn't get to me for that other race.
0: Which race? For the last one, the turf. Oh we, we skipped you. I'm sorry. Yeah.
3: Come on.
0: I wanted to get <laughs> the CZ Rocket so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a fucking CZ Rocket t-shirt. Yeah, this is this is the bridge. The seventh race is the
1: bridge to CZ Rocket. But um <laughs> I like the three, Akinella. Um I, I think this horse is getting good at the right time. Um his last race or her last race. Um, at Leperstown was was kind of got in a little bit of trouble and didn't get a chance to run really um I I think the post position draw here is is pretty good um and may be able to kind of sit tracking uh going to Vegas although you know it says towards the rear in a lot of <laughs> a lot of her races um but I I don't think she's going to be all that far back I I, I mean I just think
0: in general, the the American contingent
1: here is not very good.
0: So. Well, you know she's been racing in mile races a lot better, and this is a mile three a So exactly, she's going to be up close, um, and I think she can get there. And personally, I, I think twelve to one is 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 not. I think she's going to be thirty to one. That's okay. I mean she she's 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 twenty to one over fifteen to one over there. So. I'm okay. I, with that. I, I don't see her being. Uh, I just, the morning lines, I know they're rough to do, but some of them, I mean, honestly, Queen Supreme, Queen Supreme's going to be 75 to one. I got to <laughs> listen to the 20 to one. <laughs> they yeah. should hire that guy. They should bring the, the South African comment guy. He should come over for the Breeders' Cup to do the comments.
1: And that would be so fantastic. But
0: Queen, Queen, Queen
2: Supreme was 22 to one in South Oh, no. That's, yeah, Queen Supreme. Yeah. Uh, 22 to one in Europe. Okay.
0: Yeah. She's not even going so, up favorite in, in in the South African races, right? So, it's interesting if you look at some of the South African races. I know I'm a little obsessed about this horse, but there's a bunch of them that are two years old and up races, two two and up, yeah. Grade one mile and eighth races two and up. That's that's <laughs> crazy. That's, yeah, it's really <laughs> crazy. But, but that, Rain <laughs> Supreme <laughs> with the the, with, the, with,
2: the, with, the this they breed them in the fall, right? Yeah, they're they're yeah.
0: Southern Hemisphere time, so their yeah. winters are summer and our some you know vice versa. But uh, still, but, range Rain supreme with the with the, the exclamation point. That's my favorite comment. <laughs> is it is <laughs> that beat the sugar? It's, it's even better than shug cold shots. <laughs> uh, all right, now we're to the Cz Rocket Invitational, no way. racing Breeders Cup Sprint Grade One. Uh, Jeff, you might not know, but Barry has been obsessed with CZ Rocket for about two months now, and okay. we have a bet. If CZ Rocket wins, I have to wear a CZ Rocket T-shirt. Oh, okay. Uh, probably to the Pegasus <laughs> or something like that. but Along with the fatheads. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the... Are we going to do a CZ Rocket fathead or a Barry, Barry Spears fathead?
2: Ooh, I don't know. That's such... Aki's
0: Fonsted. Nice I really face.
2: like CZ Rocket to take second. There you go. I know, I mean it. I mean, I think it's like almost a guarantee. There's going to be this incredible battle. Probably Jackie's Warrior emerges from it, but who knows? Maybe someone else emerges from it. And then the horses that, they, they start falling back, and then here comes CZ Rocket, you know, and it's going to you know come storming up there for second. And uh, uh, I really like CZ Rocket underneath. I don't think uh, he could win.
0: To me, Jackie's Warrior is going to be loose on the lead here. I, I don't see anybody that's got the same speed as, as he's got. I think drawing inside is going to force Joel's hand. And, uh, you know, the, the way he was able to – I mean, listen, it wasn't like he took a hold of him in Saratoga against Life. I mean, he Life is just, just kind of outran him a little bit. But, it, it, you know, they had to go 44 flat on a track that wasn't overly fast. Um, to do it. So to me, Jackie's Warriors is just better than everybody else in here. And I also think, like we've talked about in a couple of the other races, I think the jockeys, no one's going to be real enthused about going out, you know, spending their energy chasing him. I think they're going to try to take a position behind him and hope he comes back to him. Um I, I just don't, you know, to me, the rest of the field is just their inners and outers and and Dr. Schiavel has, has improved a lot but to me, he um, he's another one that that's it's going to wind up maybe stacked out three wide, four wide on the turn, trying to 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 chase because I think they're all going to want that same stalking position and and um, I, I just think Jackie's Warriors too good and I, and I hate to bet chalk but um you know Barry loves
2: Cz Rocket and if he wins I got to wear a shirt so. <laughs> the horse that it, i think could go with uh jackie um is special reserve i mean that horse has gone 43 and one before um you know i don't know if he will it, it's irad you know rosario of course stays on jackie's warrior but um, that's the one horse who i feel like if everything worked out if, if for some reason jackie's warrior is not fire and you know i don't we haven't really talked about it but Asmussen completely stunk up Keelan. You know, maybe he's got something going on in the barn we're not aware of. Of course, Jackie's Warrior has been here in California. Yeah, but, but you know, you know, Special Reserve is the one horse that maybe could go with her. Go with him.
0: I, I don't think. I don't think there's any chance Ortiz goes with him. I'll be honest, I really don't because you look at the horse's lines. She's fast, but he's always laying second and third, and. You're going to go back, and this is what a jockey will do. He'll go back and he'll say, "Oh, he went to the lead at Keeneland
2: in the Commonwealth
0: in, in, in seven eights and lost." So, um, I I don't think that they'll do. It. And I think they're just, you know, they're going to respect you know, the other horse's speed and and the same thing. I don't think they're going to want to get caught up in in a speed duel. And and you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, we see it play out so often in these big races all throughout the year. Where I mean, look at Latrushka. Like nobody ever pushes her. Um, I remember talking to Barry on Belmont there before Latrushka was, you know, the big name. And I was like, if they don't press this Philly on the lead if, 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 with, uh, who was one of the Brad Cox horses, I go, she's, she's going to gallop. And, and I said, she might not be a huge price, but, and and of course, you know, it turned out they didn't, they went 46 and changed a half in a one turn race and, and it, and it was lights out. So that, that's the thing is I, I think like so often we, we handicap a race to have a speed duel and it just never it never comes about. And it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I don't know. I think I
1: think there's some speed here. I I, I mean, I don't I don't think Jackie's Warrior is gonna
0: get it easy. And that's all I really need. Remember one thing though, Jackie's Warrior can go twenty one and oh yeah change forty four. And to Jackie's warrior, that's really not that fast. So I mean the horse won forty three and change at, at in the race at Saratoga, albeit in the slop. And, and Rosario like had a double arm bar on the horse to keep him from going faster. I mean, he looked like he could have went 43 and one that day and just absolutely galloped. And I mean, I know the horse is running negative num- negative twos on the thorough which for a three-year-old is just, you know, unheard of. Yeah. But uh, I just need him to push. I know. Back.
1: I need those outside horses. I need Shivel. Special reserve to, to, to make
0: Jackie's Warrior go fast. And then, you know, the rest is up to, to him. I know one thing. If Jackie's Warriors wins, I'm going to get the text right after the race from Carlo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he bred that horse. So I know. I said, hey, thank God you sold him. If you had he, him, you'd to d- run, for, you'd to run tw- him for 50 Never went win two. <laughs> he
1: DM'd me on Twitter after I, I, was, I was doubting Jackie's Warrior at Churchill.
0: Oh yeah, you don't want to do that. He he'll you get he'll get violent.
2: One thing I agree with is Shine's <laughs> draw is death. Death for Dr. Shivel. That draw is not good.
0: No, I, I just think he's going to try to get that same position as special reserves to try to get the lexingtonians going to try to get the frenzy fire's going to try to get um I mean Aloha West just isn't quite fast enough to get. I mean, he's just going to have to sit in the back and make that make the run. And even following C, I mean, following C got just couldn't keep up after a half mile in the Allen Jerkins. And he came back and he won the Vospurg, But, I mean, the Vosberg was a four-horse race. There was a, a a European horse in there on the dirt. Baby Yoda, who's a one-race wonder, who didn't break. And, and you know, Frenzy Fire, who's... I mean, Frenzy Fire's a nice horse, but, like, right. he's not somebody that you really say, oh, my God, there's Frenzy Fire. Unless, you know, you're running next to him in a stretch and he decides to... Bite your face off. <laughs> um, the Breeders' Cup Turf Mile, the traditional Breeders' Cup mile. Uh, to me, this was one of those one of those races where I'm going to be looking for a bomb, and it probably won't happen. But uh, Barry, since we almost forgot you there two starts back, go go ahead, give us your your thoughts here. I was I, I'm on the same page as you are
1: um looking for for somebody from from way downtown at a big price and and I landed on the 12 Pearls galore I think that horse is just kind of unlucky this year um you know but watching watching uh, her races I, I think she's going to be in the right spot whether she can win or not is another story but I'm willing to take a chance at probably somewhere I'd say about 15 20 to 1 she always fires, that's for sure. She does. She she runs a race and that, that's that's all I need. You know, I'm I'm happy with that.
0: I just think it's funny when you when you look at the form and you see horses like her carrying 136 pounds. <laughs> it's gotta be worth something, <laughs> right? I mean it's just nuts. Uh
2: Jeff, what do you what do you got here, man? Well, first of all, that Prix de la Ferrette is a really key race. And uh although this year it was on heavy ground, but I remember a few years ago. You guys remember that horse, Cara Conti? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Longchamp that day. Okay. So I was at, you know, I, was, I watched the arc live that year. And that horse ran and lost. I don't know, maybe took fourth. I can't remember what place that horse took. Then they had the Breeders' Cup. They brought that horse over. And basically, I just swami-angled that horse. <laughs> uh, you know, because I, I remember seeing it. And it won at huge odds. Right. Uh, 40, yeah, so, 40, he's, a, yeah. he's
0: a pretty decent stallion though.
2: Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Um, so I mean, I, I think there's nothing wrong with taking a big bomb here. Um didn't I run
1: that bad off. behind the favorite. That that was really my thing. You know, you see that horse at three to one, and this one's gonna be closer to twenty. I mean, they
0: really weren't that far apart. I need to I think Space Blues is gonna be shorter in three to one. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: He's gonna be a favorite.
0: I mean, everything that I've seen on this race, and, and sometimes listen, that that's just that doesn't really matter in the end. There's so much money bet on these races from so many different spots. But it just seems that everybody is on this horse on this in this race. And Charlie Appleby came out and said basically, Hey, this is my best chance to win of of all the horses, and seems like all those horses he's got in all look like they're they're pretty damn live. So <laughs> um uh, Jeff, you know, like that horse. You just give us the. You just, just you just touted the race. Well, this is the one that won that race. So,
2: like, what do you A do lot, here? A lot with, of with times, him? the horses but, that win those races end up losing the minute Cup. Yeah, and because the ground is so different, um, you know, and so um, I'm. I, I hope the odds drifted up, but I'm on Mo Forza. Um. I know I know what I'm going to get. This horse, by the way, is fantastic at Del Mar, and you know I'm probably going to play the American here. So five for five, five times in the exacta, three times winnings, won four in a row, uh, eight of his last nine. Horse is a great horse. He's got
0: there's a lot to like. I mean, he, he always
2: runs his race. He's like you said, he's run great
0: at the track. Um, he's got Pratt, who's who's a top rider he's got a style that that seems like um uh, this race is one with that style uh, you know the only question i had in this race looking over the field was that um i mean is it impossible to blow out the steel the race on the lead nope not impossible i mean the only other horse that really has an, any early speed is, is smooth like straight mm-hmm. um and you know smooth like straight is he's raced in a lot of short fields in california so he's laying close all the time but he's always running in five horse races so um i mean where else would he lie he he, he's not like a dead front runner like she is and you know maybe he's gonna let her go and, and and track her and and not try to put too much pressure on and you know, save something for you know, he just keeps getting beat in the stretch. So, I mean, at some point, Raspoli's gonna say, Listen, I gotta <laughs> save a little bit more because I'm tired of running second. But, um, uh, I don't know, it's uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do in that race. I'll be honest, I, I really don't have any strong opinion on anybody. So, I'm never too
1: enthusiastic about any horses that run on the grass in California, and this is going back to last few years. Um I don't know what it is. I, I guess they're just not that good. Uh the horses out there. I just can't endorse any horse that
0: that's basically running in California on the turf. Uh the one long shot who i probably use a little bit is Casa Creed. Um tough post tough post but he figure he's going to be way in the back anyways. So I, I know one thing the uh, I mean he, he he wiped out like half the field in the 4 star day when he ran <laughs> third. So the field won't bother him. Um but uh I really I I, I thought Iver really took the worst of it with the uh, with the draw. Um I mean he should be coming up to his best race having, you know, only had the, the one prep race since May but but uh, I think the prices are, are, are going to dictate what I do there. Uh, now we're going to come to the maybe the most controversial of the races, <laughs> the Breeders' Cup Distaff, uh, where Latrushka is going to be. You know, is listed as the solid eight to five favorite. She's won, uh, I think, five or six, five in a row. Um, she had the workout the other day. That's been Analyzed to death to me, it wasn't a great work, it wasn't like awful, but um, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it didn't, he didn't watch her work and say, Wow, like she's really coming into this race great. <laughs> so, I know she's been on and off the vet list, uh, probably because she she had got injected, which is kind of par for the course, it, it but it's, it is, it is something to, to, to think about, and um. I mean, with with Horologist right next to her, and I don't know if she's a dare. she dares the devil's going to do, but you'd think that they'd put some pressure on this filly early, and, and uh, they're not just going to let her lope along on the lead like they have in so many of these other races. But, um, right. you know, like, we we just don't know. And, and I know, like, the, the wise guy horse is Clairier, who's who has looked really great and... Uh, you know, working, but I am going to try to beat Latrushka. I just don't know quite yet who I'm going to try to beat her with. <laughs> I well, know Jeff,
2: him. do you have any feelings on this race? Well, it might be the stable mate that beats her. Um, uh, well, maybe they're not stable mates, so aren't, aren't, aren't they? Who? Oh, never mind. I Sorry, I was thinking about a different horse. Um, I kind of like Malathat. Uh, I, I don't like Pletcher in California. That's kind of just a negative overall I got. But anyway, this horse is only lost one time. And that was when Air really made that aggressive move, kind of forced that yeah. hand. And other than that, this horse, all this is, she's kind of a grinder. I mean, you watch her run. She's running like all the time, you know, but she mm-hmm. will not stop running, okay? And, um, you know, she's handled Air every time. Clarier did run gigantic in the uh, cotillion. Uh, I don't know if that means that she's all taken a big step forward and she's improved, or maybe it's just the weak competition. But I'm kind of leaning towards that. I don't know what price I'm going to get, but um, that's where I'm at right now.
0: You know, it's funny. that's kind of the forgotten horse for a horse that people were like uh, clamoring for to run against Colts. Uh, you know, she got beaten in that one race where she actually ran really well. She got a good speed figure coming out of it. It was good. Maracuja just, it was like a fluke, fluky race for her. Um, but she's six or seven lifetime with with, with getting beat ahead. The distance won't be a problem. She's got some tactical speed. I mean, she's probably not going to be directly behind the, the, the leaders. But, I mean, it's hard to go wrong with a, with a filly with like her because she's, she does nothing but win, and she wins a lot of close ones, but, I mean, she never draws off, but uh, I, I could certainly, you know, be talked into her. Barry?
1: I ended up with uh, Royal Flag. I, I think that horse, beat figure-wise, is, is right there. Um, You know, I'm hoping Joel lays her a little bit closer, but it also depends on, on what, you know, horses like the one – is going to do uh you know horologist i would hope is going to to push the issue here and and that kind of left me with either she dares the devil kind of stalking or um or royal flag and i think royal flag is going to be a better price um but man you know every time i see this race i always think about they should have like you know, a a prop bet, you know, on, on, wins because Joel could actually have like four wins on Saturday. Yeah.
0: Or I I think, I think that that's going to, we're, we're going to see that. But yeah,
1: you know, I mean, Joel's got a bunch of live mounts, man. I mean, between Friday and Saturday,
0: he, he he can effectively walk home. Right. you know the only thing that scares me a royal flag and I've been a big fan of hers all year is that was the Bell dame her firing her best shot and will she be able to I mean she ran a negative one and a half on on ref, and she ran great I mean she just powered by the field coming back in, in a month shipping to California um, where where she's never run is you know did she fire her best shot last time and, and will she be able to repeat it i mean if she runs a negative one in here unless she goes 15 wide she's probably gonna win right uh, i mean there's very few fillies right. in here that can run that kind of number like like she dares the devil does that like once every like eight starts runs like a huge number and then you know she's a consistent filly and it's funny to it tell you the difference between like performance figures like the sheets and and like uh, buyer buyer numbers because you look at buyer numbers and she's always within a few lengths of each other. And you look at the sheets and she's like, well, you know, she kind of comes and goes and every once in a while runs that giant one. But, uh, well, that's
3: mean, it's, great. it's
0: a really, it's a great race. And, yeah, it and it's, it's, there's, you know, Latrushka is, has been, uh, I, like I said the other day, I'm not rooting against her. I'm betting against her, but if she wins, I'll be happy. And I'll be happy that Fosto Gutierrez won the race. I'll be happy that, um, you know, a guy that's, that's danced all the dances. Um, the Philly 17 for 22 lifetime, you don't see that very much anymore. And I mean, I'm not gonna come, you know, I'm not gonna cry about it, but I just think she's vulnerable here. And I just wish so many other people didn't think that,
1: yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is like, who's who's gonna be second choice? I mean, I could see she dares the devil being the second choice
0: here over Malthat, but I would think Malthat is probably gonna get bet a lot. I and, think Royal Flag might be third choice. I, I, I think I, I don't think She Dares the Devil is going to get bet nearly as much. I mean, I, I thought She Dares the Devil would be six or eight to one in here. To be honest, I, I thought that uh, um, Malathat would be would be second choice. I thought Royal Flag would be third choice. If that's the case, I'd move my money to She Dares the Devil. So we'll we'll just have to see. But yeah. you know, I I just don't know like uh, She Dares the Devil. I just don't know what the hell he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, I look at her, and and I remember that race, um, the the uh, the race against Idoma. Uh, yep. And you know, on paper, it looks like she's closer to to Latrushka than she really was. I mean, I remember, she remember she he had a hard hold of her, and I was yeah. like, what is he ho- what is he taking a hold of her for? Why is he not letting her run? Um. I don't know. It's uh It's a, it's it's, it's going to be a good race. I, I just can't I can't look at that race and say, well, this this is really uh, uh this is what the Breeders' Cup was meant to do because essentially all the good horses
2: are here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah, th- none of race. us
2: have mentioned Private Mission and I'm not interested in betting her, but she she's probably got her hand forced, does not she?
0: You know, mm-hmm. the one thing about Private Mission, I'm just not... Uh, I'm a little skeptical that a mile and an eighth, and I know Into Mischief has been a spectacular stallion, but there are not that many winners at this distance. Um, and there's been more. Uh, uh, the I, horse that won the Derby I, last year kind of really... I didn't think he'd get the mile and a quarter, but, uh, you know, she's kind of lightly raced, and I mean she's a good horse, and, and obviously... It'll be very interesting to see how Mr. Baffert performs. Uh, And I'm not one that thinks that the intrusion into his barn is going to have any effect on the way he trains or what he does. I think it's going to be the same. But I just think that if he doesn't do well, everybody's going to jump up and see what happens. (laughs) And if he does great, everybody's going to say, ah, you know, he beat the system. (laughs) See, everybody, you look at him and
1: look what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's such a lightning rod now. It's it's so it's so funny that uh, he he went from being like the the underdog guy, you know, like the, the funny guy with the quips, the kind of the guy that everybody was a little bit sick of, and and then he was you know all of a sudden he's he's training the triple crown winners, and then he's like Teflon Bob, and now now everybody hates him, and yep. it's just such a a very uh, up and down how people are perceived in horse racing, how, how the, the golden boy can be, be considered, uh, you know, one way. And then all of a sudden everything changes and then, and, and everybody, you know, he becomes the villain. It's, it's, uh, it's almost like a a pro wrestling kind of deal. Where he's, he's the heel. <laughs> he, he, he became the heel. He took the heel turn. <laughs> But and honestly, if he wins one of these races, he should just do that. He should say, you know, uh, you all hate me, but I got (laughs) do the dab like he's been doing, just dab on him. Haters hate. (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. All right. Well, let's go to the Breeders' Cup, turf mile and a half. Jeff, uh, what
2: are you gonna do with the Americans versus the Europeans here? <laughs> I haven't I haven't dug deep into this race yet, but my rule number one is bet the euros. Okay, every and every time I think I'm not gonna bet the euros, and I don't, then the euros still win. Um, <laughs> you know, so but I really like domestic spending, and that I mean no. The 13 is obviously very good, but that's not a great draw. And that horse is going to be very short priced. Right. I don't know if, and if I can get four to one on domestic spending. I mean, that horse is legit. Um, so I kind of like domestic spending. And then I, I, I will give a long look. I'm not done handicapping the race, but I'm going to give a long look to the uh, seven and eight um, broom with the Tory up and um, Applebee's got uh, Walton Street. So there's a couple others I'm looking at. I haven't really made up my mind yet. Barry? There was two I, I
1: kind of zeroed in on and and I was gonna you know, kind of play doubles going into the, the classic. Um, you know, I, I really want to like Rock Emperor here again. But I, I just know that that horse is overmatched. You know, um, domestic spending has been really good. I mean, uh, his whole career. But again, another one that it, it seems like the Euros ha- have a better hand. Um, distance on the turf is is their thing. That's what they do. It's, it's more or less a matter of them handling the firm ground. That's always the question. And that's, to me, not a huge factor. Um, the horse I, I, I kind of zeroed in on was the nine Sipahan. Um The horse just likes to run and run far. I, I mean, he, he, the numbers, the, the time form rating, the European time ratings are just as good as anybody else's, just hasn't run all that much. Um, you know, maybe Walton Street has a little bit better, but I just don't see why this horse could be that price, and and if it's anywhere near twelve to one, it's go time. You know, I I would like to see it up higher, which which could possibly happen because they don't know these connections. <laughs> um, I I just think there there's you know the euros just have a, a distinct advantage in this race, and it's hard to to kind of pick and choose between them, but. You know, I, I'm going the chuck route here. As, you know, the board's going to be my guide and I'm going to take the longer Euros.
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved Torwana last year. I made a big bet on her at nine to two. Uh, I don't know about nine to five. Um, you know, she's had a little bit of tough luck this year in the Irish Champion Stakes. She literally got herded 15 paths. I mean, she almost got put over the outside rail by St. Mark's Basilica. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, who, who, was, who was actually getting three pounds from her. Um, you know, the arc, she made a move. She looked like she was going to win. And then the German horse came and got her, but yes. she did run good. Post 13, uh, you know, it's not great, but she's probably going to be back towards the back anyways. Uh, I did look at um, at the nine as well. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce any of the breeding or the horse's name, but uh, we'll call it the German horse. Um he, he gets four pounds here, which never hurts. European three-year-olds have done well in this race. Um, I, I don't know what to make of, of Walton street. I mean, his form was a little bit spotty. Um, but you know, he, he just dominated the Canadian international though. I don't think that was a particularly strong race. Um, he just, he, he just like left them, uh, that was on Lasix. He is off Lasix, but he's a seven year old. that's never really been considered to be this kind of horse. And all of a sudden it's hard to believe that seven year olds, even for these connections and even for a guy like Charlie Appleby and Godolphin to have the horse turn into what it is. I think it's also telling that, that the, the Tory winds up on broom yeah. instead of Walton street as well. Um, uh, I just don't know. Uh, like, listen, we, we we were there for the wedding with Rock Emperor last time. So uh, 15 to 1 against that field is a lot better price than 15 to 1 against this field. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I always have against this horse. But, I mean, if United's 25 to 1, he's not impossible. So i don't know well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really tough race to me this is the race that the again the europeans kind of get banged out with the post positions getting a lot of the outside i've seen some people supporting Nationa, tiona the three-year-old philly uh, the seat of stars philly but i i just don't know that i see her as being good enough um she is getting seven pounds which on a mile and a half is is you know it's something but um uh, they were trying to, to I saw on, on Twitter that they were they were bringing her jockey today to, to, to go surfing. So Eesh. if he yeah. survives that, he might be all right. You know what's funny is <laughs> you
1: look at the PPs for the nine. Yeah. And the horse <laughs> lost a race called the torcator Tasso Trophy and then lost to torcator Tasso <laughs> two yeah. weeks later. Who ended up winning the arc? So, you know, that that's kind of my angle here. I, I, I think this horse is, is a lot better than what what the the PPs might suggest.
0: Um, even as a three year old. That that's a good that's a really good point. And he, he got beat a length by by Torquator Cassid, you know, Tasso who the favorite in this race, uh Tarwana got beat um right about a, a length, three quarters of a length to the same horse. So uh yeah, it's uh We'll see. Hopefully, I'm alive by then. All I'm uh, the only thing I'm happy is the channel makers not in the race, so I don't have to make fun of them. <laughs> um, the Breeders Cup Classic. This is probably the race that's going to determine the horse of the year, uh, of course, especially according to Ed De Rosa. Um,
1: man, he's catching it from TVG, going in circles, podcast,
0: everybody. Uh, you know, Ed gives it as good as he gets it uh nicks go is going to be on the lead he's going to have a two-length lead and that is something that i am very confident in uh i think that nicks go is going to win this race i have been hemming and hawing about this for about a month but i just think he's going to go to the lead and and you know what? you take out the one-turn races that ran in the saudi cup and the metropolitan and if you go back to when Brad Cox got this horse and he started running two turns, he has run spectacular races seven times. Yeah. And I just think he's faster than these horses. I mean, don't forget last year he went 21 and change 44 and change to the half in the breeders cup dirt mile. Um, so he has got that kind of almost sprinter speed. And I don't think anyone else in this race has it. Um, without just sacrificing themselves i just don't see it uh you know medina spirit is the beneficiary of, of pretty soft paces yeah is two california races um max player is a grinder a mile and a quarter is not a problem for him but i don't know if i believe in those 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 two how good those two races really were uh i think our collector losing saez is a bigger deal than it's made out to be um, I don't know what express train is doing in this race. Tripoli is another horse, you know, maybe he can clunk up. And if there's some kind of, you know, horses fan out five wide or something, he can, he can sneak up the inside and get a piece of it. Um, but I mean, he, he, he was the beneficiary in the, the Pacific classic. It was almost like a trotting race where he just sat in the pocket and, you know, came up the inside when the horse is on the lead, just tired. Um Hot Rod Charlie, I, I know he looks great. He can he can sit off the pace. He is probably most likely to be sitting second or third. Um, I, I think it'll, the race will set up. Nick goal will be on the lead. I think Hot Rod Charlie will be sitting second. I think Essential Quality will be three wide third. And I think uh, Medina Spirit will be four wide fourth. And I just don't see any other way that it, it can set up without somebody going and just gunning. I, I just don't think that essential quality is fast enough to get around Hot Rod Charlie. I don't think Art Collector's fast enough to get around Essential Quality. And I don't think um Medina Spirit's fast enough to get around Art Collector. So I mean I think that's how it's gonna wind up. And I think the fact that they're gonna stack up like that is going to play to Nick's advantage Nick's goals advantage. And and I think he's gonna run just like he did in the uh in the um the Pegasus. I think he's gonna Go half and 46 and change, and then and I think that'll be it. And you know, I could be wrong, but uh, I really have a lot of confidence in, in that. You do, huh? I, I have a lot of confidence in that, yes, sir. Because
1: I have a lot of confidence in essential quality, okay. I think that horse gets the, the essential setup, yeah. And I, I, I do think. Medina Spirit's going to end up pushing Nick's go faster than he wants to go and that's going to be the difference <clears throat> and, and I think Essential Quality is the best finisher here um, so that's, that's basically in my head what the trip is going to be like and, and Essential Quality is just going to fall into a perfect trip winner
2: Brad Cox over Brad Cox
1: that's correct
2: I got no problem for third. (laughs) And I'm just looking at this PPs now, and I'm I didn't notice this until just a second, but Hot Rod Charlie is getting blinkers back on.
0: Yeah, he added blinkers on, which which was which which was weird considering that he essentially won two races with blinkers off.
2: Right. Now he drifted in on one and drifted out on the other. I guess that's the reason. Uh, Pratt's saying he needs them. but um, anyway, I've been in love with this horse for a long time. I, I like the ownership. I bet this horse to win the Derby back in January. Um, I'm sticking with him. I think he's improved dramatically um, in his last two races, and uh, you know, so I, I think him and such a quality are roughly the same horse. Um, and hopefully, I will get a better price.
0: Yeah, you're gonna get a better price. I, I think that uh, <laughs> I think essential qualities is second, it's definitely gonna be lower than high ride Charlie. Yeah, but you're gonna get uh, the one thing about this race is these are quality horses, and, and you're gonna get a good price on pretty much anybody you take in here.
1: Yeah, I don't think Nick's Go is gonna get buried, I think Nick's Go is gonna float around two to one.
0: We'll know if if the the computer players are, are really tuned into the the, the tab. If Nick's go is like four <laughs> two, two to one, and and going down the backside, and he goes forty seven and three, and he goes from two to one to three to five. Then <laughs> <laughs> if they're gonna tell me, oh no, there nobody bets late, then I'll I'll, I'll just roll my eyes. But but uh, anyways, listen guys, uh, you know we, we did it in in less than two hours, which. Which is a feat. But uh, I appreciate your, your taking the time out. And Jeff, uh it was great to have you on. Thanks. Charting value, say it again. Uh chartinghorsevalue.com. Chartinghorsevalue.com, twenty dollars a month for yep. every track running. I mean, it's the best deal out there. And uh it's it's actually really easy to understand and and he's got a nice tutorial on um on his website and uh he's made a believer out of me. So, uh, Barry, the CZ Rocket bet is 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 on like Donkey Kong, man.
1: The train. Get on the
0: – Everybody Rocket. else is, is all, you know, focused on the the classic and the horse of the year. I'm focused on having to wear a stupid CZ Rocket shirt to the Pegasus. Get on uh, the train.
1: Everybody, get on that bandwagon.
0: All right, guys. Well, again, thank you and uh, good luck this weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. See you.